gradually until there's none of us left. And whoever in this upcoming society in the future gets born will have permission to be born to serve the world state, the perfect slave. That's what it's all about. A Darwinistic social order where the survival of the fittest is rule, is king, and those at the top who basically own, I mean, 6,000 families own all the resources of the planet. They own the financial markets of the planet. It's their world. They think they can do it as they want to. And really there's nothing to stop them because, except for the will of the people, and that's what they're trying to demolish. Back with more after the following messages. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt cutting through the matrix. I'm trying to keep a frog out of my throat. The reason there's so many frogs above is because we've had so much rain up here this last few weeks. They're all over the place. I can't believe some of these shows where they say, what's happened to the frogs? They've disappeared. Well, they've all moved up here. There's billions of them. They're hopping all over the place. That's what's happened to them. But to get back with my story tonight, and I've mentioned it before about how a society was to be created where they wouldn't mind having all their data known and shared by everyone else. A society where you've really robbed the public of their survival capabilities. And that's what you see when that happens. People don't care. They'll give their name, their address, and their phone numbers to anyone that asks them. Or their social insurance numbers. I've seen them do it at checkout counters. They do it automatically like robots. And that means that they've lost the survival capabilities. That took a lot of training and work through surreptitious means to get them to that stage, but it's been very effective. And now that they have the public at that stage and sharing all their whole life with the world on Facebook and all the rest of it, they're the home office in Britain. The home office is a big government uh, office. They call it the home office domestic affairs but it's for the whole British Commonwealth too that's all all the Commonwealth countries including Canada but it also means that this has been done in the US as well because they have a special relationship with America as they're fond of telling us that means that MI6 MI5 and the CIA are totally integrated you see and this is from the Telegraph on the 20th of May 2008 I've referred to this before but I'm going to read it out again to see if it really penetrates to the people's minds and what's actually happening. It says your home office plans to create Big Brother database for phones, or phone calls, emails, and web use. The home office will create a database to store the details of every phone call made, every phone call made, every email sent, and every web page visited by British citizens in the previous year under plans currently under discussion. It has emerged. The government wants to create the system to fight terrorism and crime. Because, you see, you might be a potential terrorist. You might have terroristic thoughts at times. You might get angry at government officials and all that kind of stuff. You're really a terrorist, a secret terrorist. You don't know it. You might wake up from a dream one morning and just go crazy, bananas. The 
police and security services believe it will make it easier to access important data as communications become more complex. Telecom firms and internet service providers have already been approached, of course they have years ago, by the Home Office, which would be given customer records if the plans were realized. Now, it's already been discussed by the Channel 4 team in Britain a couple of years ago that MI5 and MI6 had put black boxes in every service provider's system a few years ago. So they already have all this stuff in, up and working. This is really for public consumption, this stuff. This to get our, us to acquiesce to it, to accept it like good slaves. That's why they're telling us this. The security services and police would then be able to access records for any individual over the previous 12 months by gaining permission through the courts. Now, there's no courts going to be involved in any of this, and that's also rather obvious. The plans will raise concern from data protection and civil liberty campaigners and fuel objections to the perceived rise of a big brother state. There will be worries about the Home Office's ability to safeguard the data from loss or theft after recent incidents such as when the child benefit information of every family in Britain with a child under 16 were mislaid. <laughs> there will also be doubts about its capacity to manage such a large volume of information. About 57 billion text messages were sent in Britain last year, while an estimated 3 billion emails are sent every day. Since last October, telecom companies have been required to keep records of phone calls and text messages for 12 months. The plans are being considered for inclusion in the draft communications bill to be published later this year. They are in the early stage and yet to be passed to the ministers. A Home Office spokesman said the move was needed to reflect changes in communication that would increasingly undermine our current capabilities to obtain communications data and use it to protect the public. So the public have to be spied on to protect the public. Which means that they don't have much faith in you at all. Really, no faith whatsoever, eh? But just like Orwell's 84, you might not know that you're a terrorist. It might come as news to you. And you'll need the experts to actually find out and tell you. And then you'll be so grateful. So grateful. And isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how you can give this information out to people that you know? who live in TV world when they tune in every day and get their, their downloading of trivia, indoctrination and political correctness and you can give it to them and it just bounces off them because they really believe it does not concern them those people are gone they are, they are gone, they are the dead they are the walking dead and people have been complaining for years that you can't wake them up. And I agree, there's no point in trying to wake them up. The amount of information you can gather and pass on has to be given out to the right people. Don't waste your energy on the walking dead. Because as soon as they agree with you, they'll be back into the television and just go into la-la land. It triggers them, they go into la-la land. If that TV comes on with the regular shows, the world must be just okie-dokie, just fine, just swell, as they used to say. And you be called a raving lunatic for talking about stuff. It's so makes them so uneasy. They don't like to be uneasy. 
an egocentric, egocentric society has been created where they will always avoid pain, pain, any kind of pain, that's emotional pain too, and seek pleasure. That was pushed from the 50s onwards, from Tavistock and its minions, and it's never ceased. Most people truly will look for any escape from pain, mental pain and discomfort and seek pleasure. Anything to distract them for another half hour or an hour on television so they can laugh. That's why you have canned laughter on these, these TV comedies. Canned laughter gives you a Pavlovian response. So you're being insulted when they switch on the canned laughter and you automatically laugh because you hear it. You just like Pavlov's dogs. Very simple. But that's what most folk will go for. They even have to be told when to laugh. Now there's one caller online already, and it's it's, uh, it's not so Invictus, it's Hella Invictus. So uh, are you there on the line, caller? Hello? Hello? No? He's not on the line. You're that, the engineer's not there. So continue, as I say, with what I'm talking about, this, all this homeland security, etc., etc., it's just burgeoning into the open and the people don't know what's going on they don't want to know what's going on the ones who do are almost over educated in this area and they don't know who to share it with they feel tremendously alone and they generally also isolate themselves from people they know because they don't want to know either and they think you're a weirdo, why can't you just be happy and content like everyone else? That's what they'll tell you. It's, as I say, it's roll time. It's roll time when you see man rising to the, to the position of godhood. And I would not be surprised if one day one of these big organizations at the top actually elects a human god, the top of the tree. And you have lesser gods, just like the ancient times, they had lesser gods as well. And I'm not kidding, because it's been done before. Ancient Greece and ancient Rome, every emperor was a god. And he had statues built. And if you couldn't get the real thing, the living human being, you could always get a facsimile to pray to. And people did that. They prayed to them as gods. Even in the Christian societies in the Middle Ages, like King James, or the King James Bible fame, people would actually ask to come up and touch his cloak because they still believed that he was like a god and if they were sick or whatever, they'd be magically cured. It seems to be an innate thing with human beings, this need to deify other human beings. I've always said I would never deify anyone that has to go to the bathroom like me. Maybe when they stop doing that, I might start thinking about it. But until then, I'll, I'll, I'll keep my points of view. So we're, we're in a world of secular humanism, basically, where the economy takes precedence over people. It takes precedence over what we used to have as sacred rights of life for ourselves. The right to food shelter, clothing, and so on. 
Today, that's all gone. You're literally uh, written down in the books of economics as your value to a system, this present existing system. And if you don't have a purpose, they truly don't want you around. We've now got bigwigs and professors coming out of universities uh, with their statistics and their studies telling us that the lower classes have poor IQ levels. They're like stupid, you see. That would never have happened uh, back in the 60s and 70s. Those professors would be toughed right out. We're seeing the rise of elitism and it's in your face today. And it's time we started getting back to these guys rather sharpish and quickly before they go the next step down this road. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt coming through the Matrix and talking to the choir to an extent. However, we have to talk to each other because believe you me, it's only you keep your own sanity as you collect this kind of data and you digest it and you understand the import of it. We have to know what's happening. It's very, very important to know what's happening because whatever happens, we will go through hell and some of us will come through the other side. These big boys at the top cannot keep such a secular system going forever. In ancient times when they tried it, they ended up slaughtering each other and slaughtering a lot of the peasantry along the way too, mind you. And I've no doubt it will happen again because psychopaths tend to repeat the same things over and over. They can't help themselves. That's just a fact of history. But it doesn't help the little people at the bottom because they get stamped in the mud when the titans start fighting, especially with all their high-tech weaponry. Now, I'm going to try to get that caller again. He's still on the line. So, uh, are you there, caller? Yes, sir. Yes, go ahead. You know me. It's Vic from Hella. I do. I do. <laughs> Hella. Yeah. Yeah. Planet Earth here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a terrorist and didn't know it. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. Everything you were saying pertains to exactly what I went through. I have a story to tell your people. Normally, I have a lot of questions for you. Now, I have something to say. <clears throat> I just got locked up for the last two weeks. I just got out of county jail. Uh-huh. Um, the charge was simple battery because I threw a slice of a tomato at my dad. Uh-huh. The guy who's been abusing me my whole life, I threw a tomato at him finally, and he got simple battery. Mm-hmm. My grandparents, with whom I live with, would have came and got me. Guess why they left me there to rot? Mm-hmm. Because of talking about the truth. Uh-huh. I'm on the phone with my grandmother. I'm like, I thought you guys loved me. Do you know how bad this is? This is torture. They feed us pig slop. They're treating me like a maggot. Um, I might get raped. I might get killed. Can you please get me out? You know what she said? She said, you're a totally different person for the last two years. That's because that's when I woke up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they were leaving me in there. To teach you a lesson. This is real. And when they were arresting me, my grandfather is talking to the police officer, and he's saying to him, yeah, in addition to this, he's into all that Illuminati, conspiracy, anti-government stuff. Uh-huh. My own grandfather snitched me out yes. to the cops. Yeah. We yeah. are in 1984 right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a joke. Fuck a FEMA camp. I just did two weeks in county, dressed out, head to toe in the orange jumpsuit, chained to people. Mm-hmm. 
for a thought crime, for being a free thinker, for speaking the truth to my family. It causes so much drama, so much conflict within my own household. Mm-hmm. And that's, what that's why they left me in there. And they would, they would have continued to leave me in there. I would still be there if it wasn't for this angel that came and bonded me out, whom I met at a 9-11 truth meeting. Yeah. She bonded me out. My family would still have me in there, but she got me out yesterday. I just did two weeks for being a thought criminal. This is real, ladies and gentlemen. I was just locked up. You're not the only one. I, I get calls from people in similar circumstances who have been turned in by their relatives. And that's yeah. becoming more and more frequent now, so you're quite and, right. And, and it's amazing that it happened, Alan, because the stuff you're talking about, just it goes like that. It absolutely, you know, you think, oh, that's it. Even in your own head, when you know the truth, you're like, well, that's a few years down the road. Mm-hmm. No. They don't even need New World Order cops. They don't need these robots or half-breeding, you know, lions and humans, whatever, psychopaths. They don't need them because your own family will turn you in for being a thought criminal. The whole neighborhood thinks I'm crazy because I dropped off. You know what I did? I printed out one of your transcripts, Mm -hmm. and I wrapped it up in a pink bow, and I put it on everybody's front porch. Uh, you know, and it, and it wrapped in a really pretty frilly pink bow yep. <laughs> for my whole neighborhood. And it was where you were talking about the, um, the you know, the, where they split up the tribe and how neighborhoods don't look out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knows their neighbors' names anymore. Yep. You know, there's no sense of community, no family. So I did that to maybe unite at least that one street. Mm-hmm. But because I titled it, guess who Britney Spears is fucking? Mm-hmm. Because you know that's what Fox News promotes, and that's what the oh, tabloids yeah. promote. Oh, sure all I got, all I got in return was, oh my God, my kids can read, and they read the word fuck, and they didn't even read the rest of it. Uh-huh. Like I'm trying to do a positive thing here, and all I got was negativity. So this is the world we're living in. So it the is. whole neighborhood probably be- probably thinks I deserve to be in jail. So well, here's, here's the here problem too. The, the problem is we've had <clears throat> the Pentagon in the U.S. and the, the Korean taxpayer funding. Uh, these anti-terrorist dramas that are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the average Joe is sitting, re- watching this stuff every night. They get hooked into the drama. They get hooked into the human story. And, and they're being brainwashed quite easily. And they, they, they lap it up. And there's, now they're starting to actually emulate, mimic what they see. They're turning in their own relatives when they hear them use these terms, these phrases, these, these little comments that they're making. You, you must have something wrong with you. You're anti-government. Absolutely. And, and I've been telling people for years, be careful, be very careful, because it's always those that you know who turn on you and turn you in. Yeah. That is the most amazing part of it, because I've been, you know, scared of monitoring and CIA and cameras and guns, and you don't even need that. No. Your family and friends will turn you in for knowing the truth. That's right. So you, uh, how do we balance this, Alan? Like, you know, when you know the truth, mm-hmm. how do you balance... Um, you know, talking to people that could be effective or talking to the dead. How do you know? You know, how do you judge it? Like when you talk to somebody, what do you say first off? Uh, I'll see simple things. Make sure they're not going to be an enemy. Very, very simple things. Uh, just a couple of sentences generally tells you where their headspace is. Mm-hmm. And I don't waste my time on them if, if there's nothing. If there's no light in the eyes, I, I don't waste my time. Okay. Yeah, you can't afford it these days. But also I separate from relatives. Hang on the line, we'll back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
time, folks. This is Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix. And I think we've still got our ex-prisoner on the line here, the man that was turned in by his own relatives <laughs> and left to, left to, to, to deteriorate in a hellhole of a, a prison there yes, sir. until he saw the light and the error of his ways. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Arrest. Apparently that means arrest from what you were previously doing. Yes. Just talking right. too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was curious if you have, um, I know you've addressed this, but I would just like at the moment um, a comment about it. Um, when you encounter people or you know people that know what's going on, they know what's up, and their conclusion is, dude, you can't do anything about it, so just shut up and go make money, get a girlfriend, relax, forget about spreading this truth bullshit, I mean stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what do you say to these people that, you know, that they know the agenda, but they're still, their conclusion of it is, you're so small. And it is the truth. I don't have an army. You don't have an army. Yeah, yeah. What it is, I, I just forget them all altogether because they're the same. They'll, they'll, they'll also turn you in, those same yeah. people. Uh, they, I mean, play I, safe. they always play safe right to the bitter end. And when the bitter end is coming upon them, they're going to a state of shock and disbelief. Yeah, because each one of them thinks it's a long-term agenda, and it will be it will be worse after I'm dead. They all seem to think that. They live, yeah. They're very optimistic in that regard. Oh yeah, I, I have friends that say, you know, that, that there's nothing you can do about it. Never can, never mm-hmm. will. So just live your life. Basically, be selfish. Mm-hmm. Who cares about that? And, and it is so overpowering. I mean, you realize they've been planning this for centuries. Yes. You remember so, so really, I actually, I actually want to know this, Alan, in your head, because you know how deep it goes, like the depths from, you know, from history, all the yep. hidden stuff. Mm-hmm. So if they've been planning things and they have it, the world that organized, even from space, mm-hmm. these uh, scalar weapons and nuclear satellites and everything, you know, all that, mm-hmm. and, and diseases they can let loose, what motivates you? Why is it you do what you do? Because could we ever really have an effect? Won't our even names be wiped out from the history books? It's very possible, but here's the thing. We forget that, that, see, we've never ever had such a recent time in history as we have had where we had any rights at all. Having rights is a, is a recent phenomena. In the 1700s, you had no, up until then, you had, no one had any rights. The king granted rights, and right. the king made sure there was a rigid structure, and any lord across Europe, right into the 1700s, could slaughter any peasant, which they called the villain, um, for any reason, even a bad mood or a bad hair day, and get away with it. There was no laws on any books to, to uh, punish that man. Right. And so for, you've only had a very short period of time that, that, that came at the sacrifice of many, many men uh, to, to get rights at all, and they were right up into even the labor unions to get decent working wages, etc., so you could buy those cars and have a decent home for the first time in your life. So it's happened before where people have, and it takes a time for this big locomotive to... to, to Wait, gain. so that actually happened by the people? I thought that that was just a joke of the American experiment, was just to tell people they had rights when they didn't. Oh, the, the people themselves fought for them. They fought the, uh, the Rockefellers. They did have armed conflicts, and, and the Rockefellers did turn out militias and gun down hundreds of families. That happened in the United States, but they did not stop the people who kept coming back in, in different guises, different forms, and pushing, pushing, pushing. And it really was that, it's really that uh, phenomenon they're pushing against at the top now. 
uh, to, go, to stop it from going any further. Uh, but so it's happened before. It's happened before where people can uh, gradually, over a long period of time, uh, start gaining rights. And so even though we seem to be under such intense weaponry today, psychological threats, and goodness knows what else they're doing to us, mm-hmm. there's always that hope. Now, I've never said that we could save the system. I don't want to save a system that, that is totally corrupt. No doubt. You can't do it. Uh, so the Tower of Babylon is held together by Band-Aid. It's so, it's so broken. You can't put any more Band-Aids on it and keep the same corruption mm. in existence. Whatever happens is some of us will come through, and all we can do is, is keep and retain memory and teach another generation after we come through it so that this will not be repeated again. They do you actually believe that themselves. that's possible? Do you actually believe that that's possible? Because yes. it seems that the way they've organized it is that they're going to be robots and they're going to assassinate everyone who is not a literal robot. Yeah, we will definitely go through a hell of a hard time, but not everyone will, will go under, not everyone will get caught and, and succumb. So you there think there's certain mountains or pastures where you can have a safe haven yes, somewhere? Yes, yeah, there are. And there's no doubt about it, you can train yourself too, you can train your thoughts uh, so that you cannot be detected um, in certain places. And, I would um, love that. I'm actually, what's concerning me, it's like the yeah. double-edged sword you talk about on the internet. Mm-hmm. They already know my name and everything I do, my MySpace page, my email, my phone number. Yeah. They're yeah. studying who I am right now because I just called you. Of course. So of course. what the hell do I do with that? Like. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, you know, you communicate with people by these means, but yet you don't want to be noticed, but I'm already on the list, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, if we're on the list, it's very I'm possible. Everybody who calls your show is probably on the list. Yeah, it's very possible. We'll all get wiped out. But there again, <laughs> uh, the, the amount of people you've touched and taught already will go through unscathed. And it might be up to them eventually to carry on to the next level. Who knows? Yeah. But the fact is we all have to, to, to carry this torch. And in some ways we have no option some of us have no option here. Yeah. We there definitely somebody, have a destiny to fulfill here. Yeah. There was somebody I was talking to on my forum that I have, and uh, they were basically like, uh, teach the children, mm-hmm. because we're through. They're like, you know, they, they got it set up for us. Like, if you have any hope, don't even bother waking up people even over 30. Just mm-hmm. talk to kids. Like little kids, say, forget what you're learning in school. This is what's going on because they're the hope. So basically, we're sacrificing our own life. Yeah, and for, for the, that's for the, the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. Uh, you can only give it to those who still have the fire in them. They still know what yeah. right and wrong is. It's an innate thing. Knowing what's right and wrong is innate. I'm not talking about cultural new normals or political correctness. We all know what's right and wrong, and children see it very clearly, very yes. clearly. Before they the world indoctrinated yet. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the movie 300. Have you seen it? Not yet, no. Please watch it. It's about I the Spartans. Be. I know you've talked about the Spartans uh, defeating the Persians mm-hmm. with their really small army. They knew they were sacrificing their lives, just 300 guys against an empire, and it was in the name of freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling, and hang in there. Thank you. I really appreciate that, Alan. Have a good night. Bye now. Bye-bye. I'm with Dave from Calgary on the line. Are you there, Dave? Hey, you there? Hello. How you doing? Not so bad. <laughs> well, I was just calling in about uh, your last caller, yeah. uh, about him being thrown in the clink and, and all the rest of it, and his grandfather was the one who basically called the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you've basically enlightened me about 10 years ago. I'm a first-time caller to your show, and I will be buying your, your books. But uh, it would be nice. Uh, you gave a talk, I think it was on Godbox Radio um, or with uh, Sweet Liberty, uh, probably about nine or eight years ago, and you were talking about gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that, and I've been thinking about this for the last couple of weeks, that it would be really good to hear you discuss that topic mm-hmm. um, with what it is, how it works. Um, and I'm not talking about the high-tech end of it, because I know that happens, yeah. but uh, just the uh, the gang stalking and that mm-hmm. sort of thing, where you really, uh, essentially, in the end, uh, you feel like you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought it would be, uh, maybe it would help him understand what happened to him. Yes. Uh, your previous caller. And uh, at this point in time, because so many people are being led in so many directions, as you say, um, I think uh, uh, maybe a show on that topic. I just thought yeah. I'd ask I mean, you to do, do, a show do, as do well. that again. <laughs> uh, possibly a show as well, listing all of the, the government-sponsored uh, anti-terrorist dramas that are mm. all over the place and how it's yeah. affecting the average person and yeah. it's all meant to do exactly this to turn people in and to get people turning in their relatives this is intended for this to happen and it's working it's actually working and, and that's the thing why why I wanted you to do uh, uh, you know maybe talk on that for maybe one show is because it's happening to so many people now that I see around me mm-hmm. but they have no idea they, they they just they would never clue into it, yeah. but uh, I think it would solve a lot of people's problems to bring that issue up again because it's uh, <laughs> it's an old issue. It is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'll uh, I'll let somebody else call in, but I just thought I'd say uh, you know thank you for everything. Uh, thanks for taking my call, and uh, I will be getting your books at the end of the month. I'm selling uh, a classic 50 amp. Four ten to do it. Okay, <laughs> and it breaks anyway. your heart. I know. Uh, it does. It does. It does. You take care. Okay. Bye now. Thanks, man. Now we've got Jennifer in Kansas. Are you there, Jennifer? Hello. Hello. Ellen. Yes. Hi. Um, I sent you a donation on the fifteenth of this month through PayPal, and I just wanted to make sure that you got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I did. I'll check back and see. I sent you an email, but I can't trust my email anymore for either sending uh-huh. or receiving. So yes, yeah, but I'll, I'll check back and see. It should be listed there. So, sometimes I get so carried away with what I'm doing here, I, I can't get in to even check them. And uh, it's maybe once a week or once every two weeks I can get back there and look and see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to tell you um, I've been. In the process of waking up for about 15 years, uh-huh. but I wish that I d- discovered your work um, be- long before I did, which was about a year ago, because I think I'd be in a completely different place in my life if I had, because I wouldn't have fallen for a lot of the dumb things that, that I've fallen for and all the traps that they set for people that are trying not just to wake up but are trying to communicate it to other people and mm-hmm. and trying to do something. Because yeah. I've done nothing but put myself in, at risk and isolate myself from everybody, and it's done no good at all. It's mm-hmm. just um, I know I wouldn't have fallen for some of the dumb things I have if I had it would have been listening to you even two years ago. Uh-huh. I um, 
I'm just going to say this on the air for the sake of posterity for, so that it's there for people who will listen because most people, except my mom is the only person who believes me. Um, I've been being attacked with some kind of weapons for two years now that it leaves actual physical marks, burns and puncture marks mm-hmm. on my skin. Yeah. And uh, if I look at my face, um, under a black light, my whole face looks burnt, mm-hmm. and I can see a lot of marks um, on, mostly on my my legs and butt. Mm-hmm. But um, they've, I've heard, well, a couple of times I've heard very distinct voices in my head arguing with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. One of these times, it hit, they hit me so hard in the head, I thought that I was blinded. It actually blinded me temporarily, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the time they'll just do something once, just to yeah. let me know that they can do it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm living in fear all of the time. When's the next time they're going to do it? Yeah. yeah and, and it's like this big mind game. It's more of a mind game than anything. And I've known about these weapon systems for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know about what, if I didn't know what this was. I I wouldn't I don't think I would even be able to handle it. I don't know what I'd be I I think I'd just lose it. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do lose it and but there's been too many people I know some I've I've actually visited them uh, who've been attacked by some of this weaponry and uh, some very good people have come forward very good intelligent well-educated people in this field and admitted and, and got government records too. Uh, proving that they've been using various kinds of psychotronics and, and weaponry, testing it out on unsuspecting individuals for many, many years. It's driven them into insane asylums, some of them, uh, because naturally it sounds so crazy, and yet voice to skull and other techniques are, are so advanced uh, and they've been used on such a big scale. Even now they're using some of this technology. I read about it on the air from major newspapers. They're using it to sell advertising by literally... Um, bouncing it right into your head uh, from towers in cities and that's been passed uh, and accepted by the legal system so this was stuff they initially tried out on different people and individuals and then they'd follow you down through your life to see if it did drive you crazy, how you'd cope with it etc, etc and we're all guinea pigs in this, this type of system yeah. Yeah. I've uh, I've even been to several doctors. They look at these marks. They don't have any idea what they are. Yeah. But still, to the people around me think, well, oh, you must have some kind of medical condition that they haven't figured out yet. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, all these excuses <laughs> for a whole bunch of different things. But anyway, yeah. I know what it's like to know something and not know at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh because I was trapped there for a very, very long time. Yeah. But I just wanted to thank you for all the work that you've done. I know how important you are, and, and I hope that you're able to keep on doing it. I hope uh, people support you. Yeah, so that's thank a good you. Uh, thanks for calling. But, uh, yeah, I should remember, too, people can help support me. I, I keep forgetting they plug myself, so I'll do my shameless self-promotion right now. You look into the website, cuttingthroughmatrix.com, and you can either buy the stuff I have for sale or you can help donate. That keeps me going. It's expensive keeping all this going here. And this is a kind of one-man band. And uh, there's, there's really no profit comes out of this. 
the only thing that comes out of this is knowing that the right thing is being done. That's the only reward there is, and that's enough, really, as long as I can keep uh, feeding myself, basically, and continuing on. That's as far as I see. I don't see to become big or great or some kind of superstar or build up some big institution behind me. So uh, you can donate if you want to through PayPal and other means, and it's all on my website and how to do it. So now we'll go on to Mike from Kentucky. Are you there, Mike? Yeah. Hey. Um, unfortunate what happened to that guy with his grandpa turning him in. Yep. But uh, it's even spilling over into popular media that uh, basically a lot of this stuff has been going on mm-hmm. for a long time. I mean, uh, I've heard about people from decades ago, you know, getting uh, uh, various problems, you know, and uh, being denied due process in the courts. And, yeah. no, and uh, Boston Legal brought this up uh, because the town in Massachusetts, uh, you know, threatened to secede. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, kind of ironic because there were several secession uh, uh, drafts in different townships in uh, New England that had been uh, very close to passing before September 11th happened. And it actually made, you know, some little bit of uh, mainstream news. And, of course, the alternative media covered it quite a bit. But uh, mm-hmm. that guy, you know, it, you know, it's unfortunate what happened to him. It, it, it's not something that should happen, but... Uh, it's going to become more and more common. Well, and I think, I think he needs to realize that, you know, a lot of folks will not be uh, woke up until something like that happens to them. That's right. Hold on but, a lot after this break. Well, I just wanted to say that he, if he can't keep his mouth out of the sewer... Yeah. He can't make a point. He That's right. Back after these messages. Hi, folks. This is Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix. We'll try and get the last two callers in, and we'll keep it short if possible. But Brian from Texas, see you there, Brian. Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Alan. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I was actually calling for the same reason that the caller, uh, right before we left off on break, he made a statement, which is actually the reason that I called, which was the first caller that called in that was turned in, you know, recurring theme this evening. I think that something that is a tremendous threat, really, for the community of people that want to spread the truth and, and are participating in it, because it is very, very difficult, as everyone who's part of it knows. But if the approach is to start off by greatly offending people, mm-hmm. I think it completely invalidates the movement. And, and and then to have your transcript attached to it, it drags you into it. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times people that it's, it's like using some sort of a shock mechanism to just yeah. to start off greatly offending people and, and to do something that's so completely off, so completely socially out of bounds, and then to try to tie in this, the cause, the, the truth movement to it, if you will, I just think that it couldn't be further from, an, from the, uh, a good approach. I think it's very, very counterproductive, and I, that's basically the reason I'm calling is to say that, like you said, people are very zombified. There are only a few people out there that will be receptive that, that, that's right. Understand today people are getting desperate because we are reaching a crescendo here. It's, it's definitely coming. And uh, some people are trying the shock tactics and hope 
that, that at least two out of maybe a thousand will come forward and ask questions. Um, so I understand how it's happening, but we've got to start realizing that, that society is breaking up into almost two species here. The, the, one who, the ones who are alive and who are spirit and the ones who are the dead and live in television land, and that's where the reality comes from. And it truly is happening. And uh, I keep telling people, and I hear all the time, um, they've got to start picking their friends very, very carefully. It might mean that they have to move away from the area and start all over again, and even away from their families. That's happening all the time, in fact, with a lot of people. They have to start anew because they'll, they'll find that those around them will become their worst enemies and will actually turn them in. And the next thing you know, they'll be uh, on the couch getting shock treatment uh, and their, their families. Right. Be... I mean, it's, it's already happened. You know, yes. it's, it's already happened in a lot of folks in their lifetime, certainly in their parents' lifetime. Yes. And, and I just wanted to say as well that, that I think obviously the intent is good, and, and he wanted to go out to get the word out, and that's, mm-hmm. that in a sense is a noble cause. That's what we all want to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to just call and make it uh, as to seem that I'm knocking him because I certainly applaud the effort, and, I, yeah. and it's obviously very, very genuine. And mm-hmm. it's, I think, a very compassionate gesture as well to try to inform people. But yeah. i just like to, as, as you said, let's keep the call short. I'd like to conclude with if you would please give advice to folks, mm-hmm. including myself, in terms of what are effective ways that we can spread the word. What are, what are effective mm-hmm. ways where... Like I'll, I'll, do, I'll do an actual blurb on that, in fact. Yeah. Okay. But thanks for yeah, calling. Because like you said, they have to have the light. There has to be something yep. in there. Thanks otherwise... for calling. Is Sean, are you there, or Sean? Yeah. Yes, go I ahead. I had a really quick question about um, donating. Is that uh, through the international money order still, or is I... You can do international money order, personal check, or through PayPal, yeah. Oh, you got a PayPal account, right? Oh, it's, on, it's on the website, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. That's pretty desperately. So be careful out there uh, that this is a time of separation in many, many ways. And uh, we've got to look after ourselves, too, to continue. So from Hamish, myself, and Ontario, Canada, it's good night. And may your God or your gods go with you.